0: On today's show. We recap and a surprisingly exciting game in Houston against the Rockets.
1: Yeah, that's right, David. We're going in depth on the final few plays that decided this one.
0: We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on Hornets.
1: You are locked on Locked On Locked On Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in to Locked on Hornets, Charlotte Hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed every day, whenever you need it. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at SeatGeek, the easiest way to buy and sell tickets online. Download the SeatGeek app and use our promo code LOHORNETS to get $20 off your first purchase. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the newly bearded... David Walker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, not for long. I don't think, Doug. I think the, the Shears or the Razor is coming out today, a la Brett Favre, as we touched, touched on last night. For those of you uh, big fans of Brett Favre info commercials, you'll know what I mean.
1: Yeah, go check out youtube.com forward slash locked on hornets. I'm working on getting the last night's episode re edited and, and put back up on the site. So go and check it out. If it's there, it's there. If it's not, it will be up soon. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Head over to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, golf, fantasy sports. It's the fastest-growing podcast network in the world. Okay, fun game last night. David didn't start that way, but it ended that way. Let's start in Houston, where this one looked all but over after the first half, but the Hornets make... Another crazy comeback led by Kimball Walker, who finishes with 25, six, and 10, and uh, assisted by 22 points from Frank Kaminsky and 16 points from Spencer Hawes and Marvin Williams. Hornets down by as many as 23 in this one. They take the lead late in the fourth quarter, though, on a huge Kaminsky three that capped off a 16 to nothing. Hornets run, but the Rockets responded out of a timeout with a four-run, a four-zero run of their own, and the Hornets can't recover. They lose one twenty-one, one fourteen. That's the twelfth straight loss to Houston, the fifth loss in their last six games. David, what happened? Let's start in the first half. What happened in the first half to get them into such a huge hole?
0: Well, it looked like to me, Doug, and you tell me what you saw, well, you will. That's what we do on the show. But um, as soon as the game started. <laughs> It looked like a track meet, right? I mean, the Rockets hit, what, like two straight threes just out, out of the out of the gate, and the Hornets just looked a step slow. Now, I mean, that was just, you know, kind of the game getting going. But it had that feel that it could be a long night for the Hornets, and for most of the first half uh, into the third quarter it was. Um, I just thought that, you know, they were in the flow early, and it took the Hornets a little while to get going. I mean, because you had – look, you did have two guys out, two key guys out. Cody's other out, and Nick Batum either – I mean, Roy Hibbert trying to run up and down with the Rockets, even their big men, uh, is a tough ask of him. And so the Rockets just came out doing what they've been doing for the last eight games, just winning and firing threes. And I thought it just took the Hornets a little bit, uh, you know, a little while to adjust to that. It's a different type of game. It's a different type of um mentality especially on defense and i want to talk about that as well because i thought the fouling and the free throws was a big difference in this game but uh, to start out it, it looked like to me and even in the first quarter though uh the rockets jumped out like a 10 or 12 point lead and the hornets clawed their way back i mean the end of the first quarter was what like a two or three point game um so it was close and it just got away from in the second Quarter, I think, when that bench unit came in.
1: Yeah, we knew that three pointers were going to be an issue in this game because the the Houston Rockets shoot a lot of them and they shoot them effectively. You know, they got the word that Eric Gordon would not be in the lineup for the Houston Rockets, so you you thought maybe that would help as well. But James Harden, who I said was the sixth best three point shooter on the team by percentage. Yeah, yeah, he heard me. 7 of 14 from the field, 17 of 39 overall for the Rockets in this game, 43%. But the real stat was the fast break points, and you mentioned that uh, early in your analysis there. 25 fast break points for Houston, 2 for the Charlotte Hornets, and we've seen the Hornets have success getting into early offense, getting into the fast break with uh, guys like Kimball Walker and Michael Kidd Gilchrist to score offense, and, and they just couldn't do it in this game, and they couldn't stop Houston. Steve Clifford made a note of it after this game that, you know, too many times the Hornets would make a bucket and then allow Houston to get into their yep. early offense. And in that 4 to nothing run in the fourth quarter that sealed the game for the Rockets, uh, one of those was off a miss, James Harden. What, what makes playing the Houston Rockets really tough is you've got Harden handling the ball, running the break, and then on the other end, he's surrounded by four three-point shooters. So, uh-huh. who do you leave? You know, in that situation when he has four shooters all spread out as far as they can, you know, if you leave or, or try to shade and get somebody in the middle of the floor, Harden is good enough to sling that pass to them. He's he has uh, great vision, great recognition, and he's not afraid to share the basketball. And uh, so, yeah, it just makes playing this team very tough. And and I don't think that any game that they've played so far better illustrates the idea that the Hornets simply do not have the star power, the firepower necessary to take one half, whether it be the first half or the second half, off defensively. Not yeah. get back on defense. There was too much complaining about foul calls. And, you know, you, especially against the Houston Rockets, you just have to recognize this team always wants to run and yeah. you can't complain about foul calls. I know there was an issue with Kimball Walker not getting calls, David. I'm sure you saw that as well, Yes,
0: but there's yes. just
1: no time. There's no time well, to complain about that.
0: Yeah. So that's something I wanted to talk about because the free throw discrepancy was glaring. And I thought another big point in the discrepancy with the, in the game, I mean, look, the Hornets shot nine free throws. <laughs> okay uh the the uh and I'm, i am getting to a point with this the houston was 24 of 33 for three throws but look doug the fouls 21 for charlotte 17 for houston so the fouling you know the foul calls what there the, that gap wasn't that big it was when the hornets were fouling um, you know, and that's that that's that's a lot to Harden's credit. I mean, he uses every angle, he uses every gap, every awkward situation that you find yourself in in a normal game that you can, for example, Michael Kid Gilchrist trying to fight through a screen, right? Getting his hand out there, Harden's gonna jump into that and create a an opportunity for three free throws. And he did that several times last night. So, like that's just a different way of guarding people. That's that's a tough ask for for guys that haven't that don't do that on a night in and night out basis to guard someone like Harden. I mean, he's just different to guard than anyone in NBA, I think. But that was a huge difference in the game. I mean, 21 uh, 24 three throws for the Rockets only seven for the Hornets only one attempt in the second half and I think that's where they do have a little bit of the argument cuz Kimball Walker was going to the basket like he normally does and he didn't get uh, he maybe got that one call down the stretch. For that three-point play, right? So, I mean, he did have some arguments there, I thought, that were valid. But, like you said, the fouling, uh, you know, Houston fouled 17 times. If you ask them, I think 17 of those were probably questionable because there was complaining on both sides. But, uh, yeah, you can't get caught up in that in a game like this. To their credit, they did come back, took a, a one-point lead. But the free throws were obviously an issue along with the fast break points.
1: Much more to talk about from this game, David, including a second-half crazy comeback. But first... Just got to talk about where the NBA season is right now. We are in the beginning stages of playoff runs, so every game becomes important. Every home game becomes important. And so you want to make sure you're there for the biggest plays and the biggest moments. And SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for those games that you want to see up close and in person this season. It's never been easier with SeatGeek to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best deals on every single ticket in the house, wherever you want to sit, whether that's courtside, maybe the club seats, or the upper level. It's easier than ever with the free seat geek app. I have it on my phone. It's the only one I use because not only does it tell me where the underpriced seats are, but it kind of gives me a little clue as to what's coming up. Uh, Katie's excited. Uh, producer Katie is excited about the Flaming Lips coming to town uh, here to Charlotte uh, on March. And I didn't even know who the Flaming Lips were until I saw an episode of Portlandia. Now I've been versed <laughs> on who the Flaming Lips are. Thank you, Portlandia. And I'm excited now to see them play in Charlotte, and I can do that with this SeatGeek app. Best of all, our hardcore Hornets fans get a $20 rebate off their first purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter promo code LO Hornets. That's L O Hornets. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOHornets today and uh, come check out the Flaming Lips with us in March at the Fillmore. Okay, David, let's get back into this game. So the Hornets, uh, they were down 23 as uh, as they approached the, the end of the first half, and there was a little bit of run, a little bit of extra uh, something in the, in the third quarter, but they could never quite get back into the game enough. Um, but then in the fourth quarter, Something happened. What what happened, David? How did this how did this game because I, I think we were all sort of debating I was debating honestly. Uh, I had the get ga- I had the I game was, DVR'd. I was like, do I, I just I wake up try. early and catch the rest of this game for the recap? I'm glad I, I stayed was, awake.
0: It was so close. I mean, I think those of us that were and those of you guys that were out there on like social media and stuff, I mean, it was it was a, a pack-up-and-go-home type of atmosphere. you know. We had to wake everyone quarter. up on
1: social media. Like, no, turn the <laughs> channel. I don't know what you're watching now, but turn the channel back. This There's thing's exciting.
0: <laughs> well, the, the broadcast crews, uh, you know, they thought certainly that Harden was hunting for that triple-double a little bit, passing yeah. up some shots, um, and the Hornets started rebounding, right? Started limiting those Houston Rockets possessions to one shot. And we're getting out and making shots on their end, and I thought, you know, we should. Do you think? Do
1: you think that James Harden was triple double hunting?
0: No, 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 no. I think he was. I think it's. Yes, of course. Well, Have you ever seen so many behind the back bounce passes out above the three point line? No, no yeah, they I were mean, totally.
1: Yeah, the Houston Rockets were totally out of the flow of their offense, and they were. They, that's the thing. They were getting into their half court offense more, and they were forcing themselves into the half court offense. So. There was, you know, there was no flow to their game. And they, I'm sure yeah. if I looked at this, I don't know if I can sort this by half. But if I looked at it, I'm sure that most of those 25 fast break points came in the first half.
0: Right. Well, and look, I mean, we just said how, how we were out of the game. Right. So, like, it's tough, It's hard to blame them, you know, to say, hey, uh, stay locked in, guys. The game felt like a blowout, you know, and, and the Hornets just kind of found their way back into it. I mean, we should talk about the bench, right, Doug? I mean, that is the silver lining in this game. There may be one or two, but that is one of them. Bench force one uh, made a triumphant return and almost got a win from this game.
1: Yeah, 58 bench points, 22 from Frank Kaminsky, who uh, Steve Clifford commented after the game, said that Frank had his best game of the season, and, and he struggled for a little bit here, so it was nice to see him get back into the flow of things. And... You know, 22 points, only three rebounds, one assist. But honestly, that's what you want to see from Frank. You want to see him, uh, when he has the ball, scoring it and scoring Mm -hmm. it efficiently. And he did that. Spencer Hall is adding a 7 of 10 from the floor and 16 points, 5 rebounds, more importantly, four assists. Marco Bellinelli started the game with two really bad passes but ends up with six assists of his own and that's important, you know, but the Hornets are missing Nick Batum right now and Batum was often the second unit facilitator whenever he joined that bench unit, so other guys have to step up into that role and I thought that uh, Hawes and Marco Bellinelli both uh, did that job. And then we saw Marco getting back into a groove, 6 of 13 from yeah. the field, 15 points, and hitting tough shots again.
0: Yeah, and that's so that's important. I mean, if that gets him off of that, you know, gets him back in the groove as far as shooting, then that is a good thing coming out of this game. So hopefully that's the case. I mean, the thing you worry about with Frank is, right, we've kind of seen this. I mean, so he's got to start putting it together consistently uh, to really build off of this game. But I mean, you want to, that's what, look, Doug, you look at this box score and almost everything that we hit on in the preview, right. That needed to go the Hornets way or that they needed to do most of it happened, right? They shot a good percentage from three over 40%. Um, they got help from the bench. Kimba had a big night, um, you know, on paper, it looks like a close game. And it, you know, on the score, it was for most of the night. It wasn't, it was just the little things. And I think that's the frustrating thing from Clifford. Cause it's not one thing you can point to. On a on a score sheet to say, hey guys, this is the area that we have to zero in on and and and, and uh, do better. It's the little thing. It's running back on defense. I mean, it's 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 not letting those guys leak out. It's um, you know knowing how to position yourself on defense and not get those yeah. fouls. I mean, that's got to be the frustrating
1: part. Well, because the Rockets make things difficult on you. Yeah regardless. I mean, off of missed buckets, they're going to run the floor. And and again, it puts you in those difficult situations that I talked about earlier. And then just in the half court, I mean, when they're locked in, Harden can hit it from anywhere on the floor. Um, Ryan Anderson can hit it from anywhere on the floor. And we talked about it in the preview. They like to hit deep threes because they know the teams aren't going to cover them there. They practice it, and they're very good at it. And then Montrez Harrell uh, hit you know i had a couple of tough buckets uh, to get them uh, back into this game once the hornets did take the lead uh, late in the game uh, he he got fouled there by marvin williams and and knocked down both of his free throws to send it to 119-114 and seal this thing up so you know they just have a variety of weapons and if you're the hornets in the first half you just can't you can't make it easy on them you can't yeah. you can't make a bucket and then slow roll and and, and ask for a foul call and and allow them uh, to get back into this game.
0: Yeah, and not even that. I mean, sometimes it's just you know not having the awareness to just start sprinting back. I mean, honestly, because even off a made bucket, when there's no argument of a foul call, you'd see the Rockets guys just start running, right? And and before you know it, you get your beat, Um, and you just can't let that happen. Unfortunately, that's happened prior to this game. And, and if you do it again, like you said, if you do it against the Rockets, they're just going to pounce on it.
1: Which is one, I mean, it's one reason why I'm not incredibly concerned about this Hornets team right now. Like, even though they sit in eighth in the Eastern Conference right now because every, t- every other team in the East won, and so they all leapfrogged yep. over the Hornets. But I'm not, I'm not like crazy concerned because, one, the margin between. 8 and 4 in the Eastern Conference is not that big but number 2 just like you said I mean these are fundamental foundational principles that this team is not executing and if they can do that if they can figure out how to do that for a majority of the game they can compete with it's amazing that they competed with Houston it and really and, is. and and everything that happened in this game yes they needed some help from James Harden who who went triple double hunting um, but they did get back into this one let's let's talk about um the 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 final possession though that really sealed the deal and that was uh the so walker hits after they made the comeback and then uh the Houston Rockets went on a four nothing run to make it 115-111 which by the way i think both of those plays Kind of inexcusable that that allowed them to go on that four nothing run because the Hornets have the lead they have all the momentum. Rockets call a timeout, have the timeout. Yeah. yeah, and then uh you get the the Anderson three point shot and and that's all on Frank Kaminsky. As great a game as he had, he get out there, you, he you can't. So he was shading you know towards the lane to try to contain. Uh, James Harden on a pick and roll <clears throat> dribble drive, but you—if you're Frank Kaminsky—you have to recognize, okay, Marvin is backpedaling. He's got a shot at containing this. You can't be so deep into the lane and leave because Ryan Anderson was in the corner waiting on the pass from James Harden. Harden is too good of a passer to assume that he's going to take that shot. And you know he was looking for—he was looking for the pass. Like he was looking—he was still looking for that triple double, that one more assist, and he got it. And then uh, the next play, there was some kind of defensive miscommunication there, because or maybe they, they tried to ice it. They tried to get Harden uh, to go to go left and keep him out of the middle of the floor. And MKG, I mean, you know, heads or heads up or hand claps for Montrez Harrell because he set a great screen, but MKG just gets trapped and gets completely taken out of the play. And Harden does a great job of timing his crossover right when uh, MKG sort of makes his step forward and get, drives by that. And then Marvin Williams had no shot. Once once yeah. Harden gets a full head of steam in the lane, there's really you no You can't shot. do
0: anything. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, Marvin did just a fine enough job just to like, literally stay in front of him. And at that point, it's like, don't foul him, right? I mean, yeah. if you watch Harden enough, once he gets that step in the lane and and starts making his move. He's so crafty with the, like it's, uh, it really is unbelievable. I mean, we, we probably should have had Justin on this morning to just gush over James Harden, but I mean the, what he does with the ball and the way he's able to maneuver his body and shield the ball and then get it up on the glass. It's, it really is uh, a a thing of beauty. If you're not playing him, I guess, or if you, (laughs) uh, if you enjoy watching that, it's, it's pretty incredible.
1: All right, so next play, Walker hits a uh, 25-foot three-point jump shot. I'm watching it now. Kaminsky sets a great screen roll. Oh, but he just pulls up. I mean, that was a James Harden-esque shot by Kimba Walker just pulling up, gutting it out there. I mean, just amazing by Kimba Walker as he uh, just had an incredible game. As I said, almost – you know had he had he had a couple more rebounds early in the game could have been floating or flirting with a triple double himself. So he makes it one fifteen one fourteen rockets uh, next play harden driving layup makes it one seventeen one fourteen. and then we get to this play where they they have a chance to tie the game. they set something up for Frank Kaminsky uh, above the break. he's got a an open three point jump shot, but instead of taking it, he hesitates for just a moment, and that's all that it takes in the NBA. Is if you hesitate for just a moment, you allow a guy to close out, and uh, he attempts to try to get the guy to foul him, sort of a Nick Batum type of move. And uh, the Houston Rockets player, uh, I believe it was, it was Harold, doesn't bite, and it goes begging for Kaminsky, and that then then it's time to foul James Harden, and the game is over. Yeah, what do you think does. about that play?
0: I mean, he does bite, right? He goes up, but he—it's not. There well, what well, he Frank does bite, but it was him, a very, right? you know it was I mean? a very
1: nice play by Harrell, who sort of yeah. gets his body sideways so that he doesn't make contact with right. Frank Kaminsky. But regardless, right. I, I just don't know if I think this game came down to two things: James Harden looking for his triple double, and, and that allowed the Hornets to get back into it, and then Frank Kaminsky looking for a foul. Seals the deal for the Hornets and for the Rockets. The Rockets get the win. So yeah, you know so, you just got to pl- you got to play the game. And when you have an open shot, what did uh, what did LeBron James just tell Kyle Korver? You want to be successful in the Cavaliers. Every time you get the ball, shoot it.
0: <laughs>
1: I want to tell that to Frank Andy Kaminsky. Will. When you Andy get an Will. opportunity, shoot it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that two things on that play, right? Like you said, he was wide open when he first caught the ball, right? So I mean, that was in his head, like, and and that's maybe when the shock did gone off. I can't remember. Did he fumble it a little bit? I was trying to find it here. Uh, it looks no, like maybe no, no. It was it. Okay. it was a
1: clean catch. Now his yeah. the way he he curls off a screen from Marvin Williams, who does an excellent job of not only trap he traps. James Harden, who's his man, but then he kind of extends that arm out and and gets uh, kind of Nick's Montres Harrell, who is Frank Kaminsky's man. He catches it, but his like the front of his body really is squared up. Yeah, right. the front of his body was way ahead of the of, of his feet, and so it would have been a tough shot. But
0: well, you know it's funny. Well, we're watching this game, and the Rockets are doing that all game. They do such a good job when they get people up in the air, starting with Harden, of course. Uh, to get the contact and get the foul. And you don't see the Hornets do that that much in the flow of the game. So I'm like, guys, just mix in that here and there, you know, try and get one of these fouls because there were opportunities for those plays in this game. And it's not like you want to do that every time. And I think at the end of the game, especially, um, if you're Frank Kaminsky, especially, um, that's asking a lot to get a foul call up, you know, down three in Houston uh, on a night when, you know, you just kind of need to make things happen on your own so it was a bit of a tough spot for Frank to be in i think a lot of maybe he overthought it too much you know i think again the shot was wide open that was in his head had the guy in the air um maybe the right thought i don't know the situation um it was the right thing to do in that situation do you think they drew that up for him or do you think he was just so wide open at the end um, or you know when he first caught it that that was his first instinct. No, you think they were going back to Kimba at all?
1: That was totally drawn up for him because of of the screen that Marvin Williams set. I mean, that was totally a set play, and he had you know he had scored twenty two points by that time. So I mean, well, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was the four of nine from beyond the arc. He was the hot hand. No, I definitely, I definitely think that was for Frank Kaminsky. And
0: and listen, I mean, he hit a big shot, hit the shot that put him up, right? So like. You don't want to kill them on the night of his best game. Uh but, but it's little things. That's a stops. problem. The well, problem the thing is thing. it's, it's little. It's, it, right? Yeah,
1: it's little things, and that's what's been killing the Hornets. Well, they'll have a chance to get back on track against the Philadelphia 76ers in Philadelphia on Friday at seven o'clock PM. That you you assume or you think they can get a win against Philadelphia and then and then they're going to have a big contest against Boston and then they come back for that five game stretch. So again, it's not in the next week or two. It's not inconceivable that they can get back to you know fifth, sixth seed, and then and then start their run. And you hope they can get Nick Batum back before that home stretch. But it's not. This is not. This is not panic time. I don't think for the Charlotte Hornets.
0: Mm. No, I agree with you, Doug. And you said earlier, you know, being in the eighth spot right now, there's so much jumble going on. This is very similar to last year's. I would not get. You know I wouldn't freak out right now just when you see them down in the eighth spot even though what they were up in three like what two weeks ago um, three or four it would, but just, like, it would just be nice just to see them jostling.
1: it would just be nice to see them play a game where that where that doesn't come down to these late game uh,
0: well, yeah, execution yeah.
1: type of things.
0: I mean, there it's a bit of a slump, right? And you've seen the Pistons, you've seen the Hawks, you've seen all of these teams in and around them in the East, go through these little lulls and, and go through stretches where things aren't going their way, whether it's injuries or whether it's just, you know, poor play or bad luck. I mean, the Hornets are on a little bit of that right now. They need to get healthy. First of all, hopefully they can get Cody and or Nick back sooner rather than later. But, um, they, they really – the 76ers game is coming at a good time, <laughs> even though they're kind of you know – they're getting a little frisky right now, right?
1: Yeah, they've won uh, they've won a couple of games here, two out of their last three or four. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, you can't sleep on them, especially if Joel no. Embiid is planning to play. Which, but, uh, but, like, yeah.
0: yeah, the difference between this stretch and the last stretch where they kind of went through this is the days off and the days in between, right? I mean, that, that grueling stretch they went through about a month ago was so compact and so tight and all on the road um, and against against really stiff competition that it, it made it hard for them to catch their breath. I think this stretch right now with, like I said, days off in between and the competition a little more up and down uh, can maybe help them get right faster, that makes sense.
1: And makes total sense. That's it for us here on the Locked On Hornets podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and while you're there, Give us a five-star review. Help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to uh, buzzbuzz at lockdownhornets.com We're back again tomorrow for a preview of this upcoming game against the 76ers. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's Swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV?